Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yes, yes, good. Hello, do y'all hear me? Look, girl, be still. Do y'all hear me? I hear you. Hi, everyone. Hey, guys, I'm sorry. This, this, This talk show stuff really sucks. I'm sick of this. Every week, it's like, what, you know, it's whatever. But anyway, hey, guys. Hey. hey. So hey, the show is going to start recording about 6.15, so we got a few minutes. Oh, okay, good, good. Okay, I thought it was starting when I got on the line. I was saying the thing. Okay, great. I'm glad we get a little more time. Yeah, because it said it was recording. It did. Uh, okay. It did. That's why I wasn't sure, but... It, we can um if it's gonna start at six fifteen, we can wait till six fifteen if y'all wanna do it that way. But if it said recording, then that means it's recording now. I didn't hear that, but if y'all heard it say recording, then yeah, you can start talking now. Oh, okay. Wonderful. All right. So we all know how the technicalities can work, so no worries about that. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Speak Life Sundays a powerful radio show where we shine the light on important topics and empower individuals. In a world filled with chaos and turmoil, we invite you to speak life. Miss Jackie, Miss Mina, and of course, me and your girl, Angelique. It is the first day of, it is the first day of spring. Yeah, come on, you gotta answer the door, baby. We gotta Open the door. However, all <laughs> residents know that no in April. Sorry, don't somebody know left. left. All right. So it is the first day of spring. I don't know about you all, but I am certainly looking forward to warmer weather. However, all my fellow Illinois residents know that snow usually happens in April, so don't pack those winter clothes and coat away just yet. I hope everyone that is listening had an amazing week. As we prepare for another work week, I pray that everyone has peace and joy. Despite what happens this week, choose peace, choose joy. Remember, God is always in control. Don't let anyone or anything disrupt your peace this week and understand that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Let's go ahead and check in with the lovely Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie, how has your week been? Hi, Miss Angelique. My week has been awesome. God is so good all the time. 
you know, I, I it's no reason to complain because at the end of the day, there's still light at the tunnel. So, Nina, how was your week? Nina? Okay, Miss Angelique. Well, how was your week? My week My was, week was long, and it was, excuse the noise, but it was long. <laughs> it was long and and tiresome <laughs> but other than that i had uh i had a great week i'm trying to get ready for my event that i got coming up next sunday uh and it's been a i'm talking about a lot of work y'all um but god is good i don't have a great prosperous week and i continue to have an even better week this week but yeah my week has been great how's your week been angelique Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that you had a great week, and um, I know you're looking forward to your upcoming event and getting everything together, so that's great. You can certainly tell us more about um, your event before I move on to what I, you know, how my week has been. Can you tell us more about your upcoming event? So this this Sunday coming up, March the 27th, I am going to be, well, Purple Peace is my organization. We're going to be honoring uh, 11 wonderful women who have done so much for the community and, you know, just just uh, for the community and, you know, as well. So we're going to be honoring them next Sunday. Uh, if you guys are available, you guys want to attend. I just, uh, the tickets for general admission now are 20 and the VIP is 30. You guys want to come? It's going to be at the Nest. That's 5300 West Chicago Avenue from 3 to 7. It's going to be really nice, man. I've been putting a, real, a lot into it. I just pray to God that it come out the way I planned it. Yes, absolutely. And I totally understand, you know, and I and I pray that everything works exactly as it should. I know there's so much that goes into planning an event. So kudos to you, Nina, because it is not an easy thing to do. And I hope your event is very successful, runs smoothly, and it's everything that you hope for and more. Um, so as far as my week, my my week has been pretty good. I just mostly was working and um, spending time with my kids. And then, of course, I um, had a great time. I actually went to the Kalahari Resort for the very first time this weekend. I took my son, and uh, it was me, my cousin, and our kids, and we just had a blast. That place is amazing. It was my first time going. They had an absolute amazing time, like um, the kids, the slides, everything, the water park. I mean, they had a blast. And so if you haven't been and you have kids, I definitely recommend it. It was so much fun. Um, and they, let me tell you, they wore themselves out. So it, it was fantastic. So I definitely enjoyed that. I love being able to take my son to experience different things as well as my daughter. She's only one. So, you know, she didn't quite know what was going on, but she loves the water. So she was in the water and just loving it. So it was a great experience and memory that was made this weekend. So I'm definitely thankful for that. 
So we are going to go ahead and move on. Tonight we will be discussing forgiveness. Forgiveness is about extending mercy to those who've harmed us, even if they do not deserve it. It's not about excusing someone's behavior. I want to make that clear because it's often a misconception that when you forgive someone, you're somehow saying what they've done to you is okay, and that's just simply not the case. But when you choose forgiveness, you're actually allowing yourself to release the weight of the pain and the hurt that is holding you down and back. Forgiveness offers us the opportunity to heal. Walking in unforgiveness can cause a person to become resentful, angry, and bitter. But the moment we choose to forgive, we are coming into a realization that what someone has done to us doesn't determine who we are. People's actions or even their inactions have nothing to do with our character or ourselves. It's everything to do with them and what's happening in their life. So often when stuff happens, we begin to blame ourselves and think it was something we've done, and then we begin to become angry after, you know, first we are hurt, we're in pain, and we're thinking we did something wrong, and then it grows into anger, and then it grows into bitterness. So we definitely do not want that to happen. And so that's why we wanted to discuss forgiveness tonight. And when we, you know, when things happen to us and we grow bitter and we let that consume our lives, we miss out on opportunities and blessings. So tonight I challenge you to let go of that thing that is holding you back. Let go so that you can grow and flourish into all that God has called you to be. Understand that the disappointment, the pain, the betrayal was not a surprise to God. He is working it all for our good. But just as God forgives us, we must also forgive others. For we've all offended someone. You know, we all, we don't do it intentionally, but we've all at some point in our life hurt someone. And we've all had to go and ask for forgiveness. And we've all had to be in that position where we humble ourselves and say, you know, what I've done is to you was not right. I didn't mean to hurt you. And I'm sorry. And you have to ask for forgiveness. So just as we extend that and we want forgiveness from others, we have to be able to give that same forgiveness because we can't expect what we're not giving. So let's get to the reason we all are here tonight. We want to hear from the people. And I want to hear from the callers tonight as far as, you know, what does forgiveness mean to you? And I want, if the callers want to share poetic works or if they just want to talk about what forgiveness means to them or a situation where they've had to forgive, I would definitely love to hear from the callers. So let me go ahead and go to the line and see if we have anyone um, listening in that wants to contribute to the conversation. So right now we don't have any callers, and that's no worries here. I actually have a question that I want to ask the ladies because, you know, one of the key things about forgiveness is that we do we forgive for ourselves. We do it so that we can move on and move forward with our lives. It's not about the other person, but so often we kind of get the misconception that when we forgive someone, that means we trust them or that we have to reconcile with them. Just because you forgive someone, it doesn't mean that you trust them or that you want to, you know, connect with them again on a friendship or whatever relationship you all had. It's not about reconciliation, and it's not even about trust. What forgiveness is saying is that 
I am letting go of this pain that you've caused me. I understand that it does not determine my value, and I'm releasing it so that I can heal and I can become the best version of myself. So tonight I want to go ahead and ask the ladies if they can go ahead and give us an example of a time that they actually had to forgive someone, even if that person wasn't necessarily sorry, which have you had to operate in forgiveness, and how did you do it? I'll go ahead and go over to you, Miss Jackie. Oh, forgiveness. Forgiveness, sometimes, you know, it could be a struggle, but we forgive. Um, a time that I had to forgive someone is even in the midst of the storm, I had to forgive the father of my child. Um, you know, it was some things that we went through. It did not work out. And being in a domestic violence situation, it's like the hardest thing. and But I had to forgive in order to prosper and move forward in life. So I forgive them, you know. Do I forget what happened? No, I'm not saying forget what happened, but I'm okay. Like, I can face him now. I'm not scared. I know to still, you know, be cautious of my surroundings and everything. But that was one of the hardest things. Because when someone hurts you, especially when you love someone, then it really hurts. And then it's like, I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> so it's a hard thing to forgive, and then they don't accept the forgiveness. So, yeah, that was one of my hardest times. But I've done move forward and because it, it's not always about the other person. Sometimes it's best for us, for us to move forward and for us to be able to heal and cope with some things in life. So, yeah, that was one of my forgiveness. What about you, Miss Nina? Okay, Miss Angelique, what about your forgiveness? You know, Miss Jackie, it is so I, – I can really relate to you on, you know, having to forgive my child's father. And, um, you know, I think it can be tough, especially when there is a child involved. And especially um, for me, I I was, you know, I, w I was angry because I felt like, you know, I was left having to carry the weight um, and he was able to kind of be more like, you know, a convenient parent. It was whenever it worked for him, then he was able to be a parent. And so for that, I, I was upset because I felt like once my son was born, I was responsible and he was able to just continue on as if nothing had happened. So for a while, I did operate in unforgiveness with him. However, I had to let it go and realize that you know, by having that unforgiveness, it was causing me more pain than it was causing him because I was the one who was upset. I was the one who was angry. I was the one who, you know, always was, you know, trying to go tit for tat. And I finally let that go and realized that it doesn't matter, you know, who is doing what because at the end of the day, it's about me as a woman. It's about what I do and about my honor and my integrity. So I don't allow the actions of someone else to control me in the way that I move. And the thing about it is, is that when I did forgive him and I began to move forward and let go, the situation got way better between us. And on top of that, when I was able to forgive him, I feel like 
um, you know, opportunities came to me. You know, I think when you're holding on to unforgiveness, sometimes you actually will miss out on a move from God because your heart posture is not right. But the moment that I checked my heart posture, the moment that I said, you know what, Angelique, you cannot allow someone else's actions to determine the way that you move in life. At that point, you're giving them power. And I didn't want to give him that power. I wanted to show up and, you know, do the work for my son. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about me. It was about my son. So I think it's very important to remember that um, when you do have to forgive someone, especially when you're doing it and their actions haven't fully changed yet. Because in the time when I was forgiving my son's father, he hadn't necessarily made the changes that he has now. Um, Of course, things have gotten a lot better because he's made a lot of changes since then. But at the time when my son was first born, he was not doing the things that I needed him to do, and he was not stepping up to the plate. So it really caused me to be angry. And that anger turned into a grudge that I held against him, you know. Um, And like I said, everything was tit for tat because I wanted him to feel the pain I was feeling. I wanted him to feel the upsetness that I felt by him not being there. So once I was able to let go of that and move forward, the relationship got better and we were able to co-parent. And that's the thing, you know, sometimes, you know, when things don't work out between the adults, we still have to put our feelings to the side and we have to step up and do what's best for our children. That was something that helped me move forward with my unforgiveness towards him because I recognized that it was hurting my child, and I recognized as well that I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I make mistakes all the time. So if I'm expecting people to be gracious towards me and be willing to, you know, reconcile with me, then I also have to be willing to do that for others because none of us are perfect and we all fall short of the mark. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to Miss Nina so that she can talk to us about a time that she had to forgive and how did she do it? Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be as bluntly honest as I possibly can. Um, Forgiveness was very hard for me, Um, especially my cousin who all the time I was younger, I thought my cousin was actually my favorite cousin because I'm a baby. But not knowing from the age of five to 10, this man was literally robbing me of my innocence every day. Um, and it's crazy because sometimes I'd be like, I wish, sometimes I'd be like, I wish these thoughts would go away, but they won't. Um, I've been like, it's honestly, I can, it's so vivid what he did to me that I can literally tell you all the details like how he smelled how the room smelled what did he look i could just tell you everything in like vivid detail um and for a five-year-old that's something else and to be grown now almost 52 and still remembering it as if it happened yesterday or as if it happened this morning it's just it's it's sometimes overwhelming and unbelievable. Um, 
<clears throat> but my cousin, <clears throat> um, after doing my investigation, I found out that he was 10 years older than me. I knew he was older, but I didn't know he was exactly like 10 years older than me. So when I'm five, he's what, 15? And when I'm 10, he's 20. Um, so I found that out. And then I found out mm -hmm. that he also raped his sisters, my cousins as well. When I don't know about the youngest one, but the older one he did. Um, so now I'm wondering, like, who else in the family, you know what I'm saying, that has he done this to? And when I was younger, my older cousin literally caught him in the act with me. And what she said was, that's why when I do my purple piece, I said she was told as a child that she fat, that you're fast, but she didn't grow up fast because she told me to get your fast ass up and go upstairs before I tell Big. Big was my grandma. But as I got older, I'm saying to myself, why didn't you tell my grandmother? You know what I mean? Why didn't you tell her? Because you possibly could have saved me had you said something. But by you not saying nothing, it's like I said, like the older I get, I'm like, damn, well, she like, it's like literally like she was condoning it. You know what I mean? Like saying it's okay for you to hurt this baby and I'm catching you doing it. It's okay for you to do it. So I'm not going to lie to y'all. I was 26 years old. I was watching the Oprah special one night. And I'm listening to Oprah talk about what happened to her. And I'm like, wait a minute. That's what happened to me when I was a baby. So I went in the room screaming and hollering, Mama. She's like, Nina, why did you call her my name like that? Mama, I got something I need to tell you. So I told my mother what happened. And she was like, she just was stuck. She's like, what? Because she didn't know this was happening because my mother was working three jobs trying to support us so she she was when she would take us over our grandmother house to spend like weekends or weeks or something and then she'll come back and get us but she didn't even know so my mother was feeling some type of way and like i understood like mom but it was not your fault because i didn't even know what was going on with me and i told her about my cousin catching us and she's like she didn't say nothing she's like put your shoes on <laughs> Baby, we put our shoes on. We were staying in Maywood at the time. We put our shoes on. She took me to that west side. She tried to beat the brakes off my my older cousin that caught us in the act. And she tried to, she was trying to uh, literally kill my cousin that did it to me. Um, so it's, 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 it's like as I got older, it's like the, 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 the rumor, you know, it, it came in the family, you know, a lot of my cousins <clears throat> were honestly were like jealous of me. They didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't, they didn't, um, they was like, you know, like on his side, you know what I mean? And he went, come to find out when I got a teenager, he went to jail twice for rape, um, raping uh, other women, went to jail twice for rape, um, probably about four or five years ago. Uh, he made the comment. So who is going around saying this about me and the family? Let me guess, Janine. So out of everybody in my big old family, my name is the name you said because you know that's what you did to me. So he passed away maybe like five years ago. My one of my cousins was like, Delbert passed away. I said so. 
I don't care. I said, I'm glad I don't know where his grave is because I go spit on it. And that's exactly what I said. And I didn't, I, I didn't lie, y'all. I didn't forgive him. I didn't honestly forgive my cousin until maybe last year. And then I got to be bluntly, perfectly honest. I just forgave him last year. And the crazy part is I forgave the guy that took my life from domestic violence faster than I forgave my cousin. And that's crazy. But that's how that's how my my mind, that's how my soul was working. So it took me a long time to forgive y'all. And it was hard. But uh I forgave. And 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 when, uh, you were so right, Angelique. Once I forgave him. I then was able to talk about the sexual abuse part of my story. Because all everybody know is the domestic violence part of my story. But y'all just know that one part of the domestic violence story that I talk about. But if you go get my book, if, I don't know if y'all ever read my book before. Y'all can even go on Amazon and read it through the Kindle thingy. Um, it tells every all the domestic violence episodes I don't went through in my life and, and everything. So I just say I thank God because what was meant to break me, it built me to the woman that I am today. So I feel so much better now, Angelique and Jackie. I can breathe now. Now since I forgave, I feel so much better now, y'all, because it's hard. And uh, yeah. Um, um, that's it for me. So, Angelique, what about you and your forgiveness? Oh, my goodness, Nina. First of all, let me tell you something. I appreciate you getting on here and sharing this because, see, the thing about it is, is that the weapons that tried to form against you, just like you said, it only built you up stronger. And see, the enemy, he thought that he was going to let these things happen to you, and he thought he was going to shut you up. But you're here right now on Speak Life Radio letting people know that you were able to forgive. And it's not an easy task by any means. And I appreciate you for your honesty because let's be real. It's not easy to forgive somebody that has done something so foul and wrong to you and, you know, expected all of a sudden, okay, you forgive and you let go. But see, now that you have forgiven, you're able to have that weight off of you. And, you know, it, it, it's a hard thing, especially when somebody, especially your own family member, somebody who would be, you know, there to love and care for you and protect you and give you security would be the very person that does the opposite. But I truly commend you for being able to walk in forgiveness. Even if it took you a while to get to that point, the fact that you were able to forgive him. I commend you, and I want you to know that every single weapon that tried to form against you from that incident, from the domestic violence, from everything that has happened, God is using that to build you stronger. He's using that to elevate you to your next level, and your story will not be in vain because you are going to save somebody and let them know, you know what, what that person did to you, that doesn't mean that you're invaluable. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're not valuable. That doesn't mean that you're fast because somebody took your innocence. See, that's the problem sometimes. People give these ideas about what happened to us, and they want it to define who we are and make us feel like we're less than. But the truth of the matter is is that it's not right, and it's not okay. 
okay because guess what? You are chosen by the king. And it doesn't matter what has happened to you because those experiences, that experience, even though it was painful, even though it was traumatic, there is something that you're going to get from there. There's an anointing. There's an oil that's going to come from that that's going to bless other people that's from your life. So, Nina, I truly appreciate you sharing. Um, you know, it, it is hard to forgive. And I love, again, that you were honest about it because, you know, it's easy to say, oh, forgive, let go, grow so that you can flourish. We can say those things, but it takes real work to forgive. And that's something that we have to come into the realization. Forgiveness is not something that just happens one time and you say, oh, I forgive that person and now I'm going to move on. Forgiveness is actual continual work. It's an everyday process process because something may happen. You may think you're over it and you may have that emotion repressed kind of deep down inside you. And then all of a sudden, something will happen. Someone will say something. You may, you know, something will happen that brings back that memory, that brings back that hurt. And you find yourself enraged. You find yourself hurting. And so I again, want to make sure everyone understands forgiveness is not something that just happens. You do it one time and you say, oh, I forgive him for doing that to me. No, it's a continual process because when those emotions resurface, you're not just going to be, oh, it's all good. No, this person hurts you. This person did something to you that was just not okay. And I want to remind everyone, Romans 12, 19, beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. So always remember, people may do stuff to you, and trust and believe, I've had people do things to me that hurt me so bad, people that I was there for, people that I thought were my friends, people I thought had my back, and it hurt me to the core. But what I realized and recognized through all this is that when I was trying to be petty and do all that, it didn't do nothing but deplete me of my energy and take away from me as a person. But once I allowed my light to shine and let them realize that ain't nothing stopping my show, you may be sent to try to destroy me, you may be sent to try to stop me, but I'm going to keep standing because I know know God is with me. And it might not happen today. It might not happen tomorrow. But one day, they will have to answer to a higher being than themselves. Believe that. So I appreciate you ladies sharing. Um, You know, again, forgiveness is tough. It's a continual process. And it's something that we have to continue to work through. So I just want, um, Jackie, if you can go ahead and share a tip that you have on how to forgive. Oh, wow. How to forgive, Miss Angelique. The way I forgive, well, first I always pray. I have to always ask God to forgive me um, for I have sinned. Um, so I, the word of God tells me God forgave me 70, over 70 times, 70 times 70. So, you know, I just had to really trust God and say, God, okay, I need help in forgiving because forgiving is the hardest thing. And when I say hardest thing and I say, yes, Nina, it's the hardest thing. The good thing is now you're able to forgive and talk about it now, no matter how long it takes. The thing is sometimes it might take days, it might take months, it might even take years. But as long as you do it, 
as long as you know within yourself that you can move forward. Um, I just pray and I have to, sometimes we have to face that fear that we never want to face. We have to, you know, in order for us to prosper, like we said, we got to forgive. God forgives us every time we sin. We sin daily no matter what. So, you know, I just, a lot of times I just trust God. I have to just remember God tells me that he's done forgave me 70 times 7. So you telling me I can't forgive someone. Um, so it, it it was real hard for me to forgive because um, it was like I'm one of those people I, oh, look, I can hold grudges. But I had to ask God to help me in the time of need, to help me forgive in order for me to prosper, in order for me to go with his plans, in order for me to move forward in life and not to pass that generational curse along to my children. A lot of people don't realize that some things that we do as adults, we pass it along or it's coming. We got to go to the root of the issue because if you don't, it's going to continue on generations after generations after generations. So I I wanted to be the best mother and set an example because I walk by faith and not by sight. So in order for me to set an example, I have to be the example. So I had to be the example for my kids to say, okay, they could forgive somebody and keep moving forward in order, as long as they're okay, whether they get that apology back or whether they get that forgiveness back, for them to be able to move and it won't be on them and it won't be on their life as well. So, yes, it's just real hard. But I had to just, you know, set the example for my children. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said, Ms. Jackie. We have to set the example for our children because, you know, the whole do as I say, not as I do. See, our kids, they mirror what we actually do. They look at what we do and how we behave. And so when we say one thing and we do another, it's what we do that they're going to follow. So uh, I love what you said, you know, do that to show your children what it really means to forgive. But also, you know, you're doing it also for yourself in the sense that now you don't have to have that grudge. You don't have to have that anger inside of you and you're able to let go. And it is a gradual process. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, especially the depending on the offense, you know, because forgiveness, it can, it ranges depending on, you know, what the person did or, you know, what has happened. So it's not something that can happen overnight and it is a continual process, but I love what you said, you know, also about praying. When we pray and we take it and we lay it at God's feet and we say, hey, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm upset. I'm angry. I can't believe that this happened to me. I don't deserve this. And you're upset and you just have that conversation with God and he's able to begin to give you peace. See, the thing about it is, is that when you rest in God and you know that you know that you know that nothing that anybody does against you can stop what he has for you, when you know that you know that you are chosen by the king and he has a plan for your life, then you will not allow no devil in 
hell to come into your life and stop your purpose. You won't allow anybody to come into your world and disrupt your vision. Because the thing about it is, is that see, the enemy is on an assignment to shut the mouth of people. He's on an assignment to keep people from reaching their full potential. And right now, I'm here to let everybody know that we are speaking life to the people because we want you all to know that you don't have to stay down. You are not a victim. Yes, that happened to you. Yes, that person did you wrong. But guess what? You have to realize that you are a victor. Why? Because God said you have the victory and you already won. So I know it hurts. Trust and believe. Like I said, I've had things happen to me in my life that really, truly hurt me and it broke me down. But what I realized is that God is so strategic. He is so strategic that everything that he allowed to happen and transpire in my life, it elevated me as far as my wisdom. It elevated me as far as my maturity. So yes, those weapons came, but those weapons only built me up and made me stronger. And now I'm ready for the battle. So, you know, even when things happen in our lives, even when we have to forgive people, even when they never even said sorry, do it because I refuse to allow anyone to miss a move from God because they don't have the right heart posture or because they're so distracted by being angry and being bitter. Because anger and bitterness can become a distraction and we're not able to see new opportunities in front of us. We're not able to see the new things that God is doing in our life when we're too focused on the past. So when we continue to relive the past, we're not able to flourish in the future and in the present. So we have to stop reliving the past and recognize, you know what, what they did to me, that wasn't my fault. But this healing, this, this, this peace of mind and this just joy that I need to feel in my life, this is something that is personal. So this is my responsibility, and I'm not going to allow them to keep me stagnant and keep me stuck because of what they did to me. Because, see, the thing about it is is that once somebody has done uh, something to you, often, especially if they aren't even remorseful, they just move on with life because they don't, they don't even have the conscience, the integrity, or just the thought process to say, you know what, I need to make this right with this person. And people like that, they don't deserve to keep you hostage. They don't deserve to keep you stuck in a season that was only supposed to teach you something. And so I want to share this quote. I love this quote. It's actually by um, Oprah Winfrey. And she said, and this is just so powerful to me, she said, true forgiveness is when you can say thank you for that experience. See, the thing about it is, is that forgiveness is not about excusing what they've done, but it's saying, you know what, thank you for that experience. You know what, you hurt me, you betrayed me, you broke my trust, but you know what, I thank you because in it, it opened up my eyes and it taught me something. In that, I grew as a person. In that, I recognized my own power as a woman, and I will not allow anybody to take it from me because one thing about it, never let anybody dictate your power. Only God can say where you're going. It doesn't matter where you've been, what has happened to you in your life, because I know because the word says it, that we will be victorious. Abundance is our birthright. So I want everyone to understand that. And another thing that is so important, and I think that we often don't talk about this enough, is that, you know, we talk about forgiving other people. You know, people do this to us and we're upset with them and then we have to forgive. But something that is even more important is forgiving yourself. 
forgiving yourself for those times where you knew better but didn't do better, forgiving yourself for trusting the wrong people, forgiving yourself because you have to recognize that, you know what, this is not my fault. I think so often we begin to, you know, kind of just let things play in our head and we think, oh, well, if I didn't do this and if I didn't do that and, oh, well, because that happened to me, this is going to happen or nobody will ever see me as valuable because all this stuff that has transpired in my life or, um, you know, because this person broke down, I can't be built up again. And it's just not true. And we have to forgive ourselves. It's a very hard task to forgive yourself because every mistake we make is needed in helping us grow in wisdom and maturity. And while we may play the would have, excuse me, while we may play the would have, could have, should have game, doing that, replaying those situations and thinking, well, I could have done this, or I would have, if I would have done this, I would have, you know, been here. And if it, but we have to, again, remember that this is all not a surprise to God. So where we are right now is not a surprise to him. So playing the would have, could have, should have game, it's not going to change where we currently are. And just speaking from my own, um, you know, my own experience. Sometimes when we live in unforgiveness and we don't address the actual problems that we're going through, we begin to get in a cycle. And one example of this is that a a cycle that I actually created for myself because I, you know, growing up, I did not have my father present. And I often had a grudge holding, you know, I was holding a grudge against him because of that. I was angry at him for not being there for me. I was angry because, you know, I was looking for a man to love me. And, you know, of course I had my uncles and other people in my family, but I was looking from that for my father. And I created a, you know, grudge in my mind. And unknowingly, I began to date the same replicas of my father, because I never addressed the root of my real problems. I never addressed the hurting that I was feeling. Instead, I just went and found somebody that would love me and say, oh, hey, I'm going to be with this person. And then I created a cycle, right? Because now, guess what? My son's dad, I mean, he's doing better now, but we don't have that dynamic of being married and living in the same household. And that's what I really wanted for myself. But sometimes when we don't work through our own trauma and we don't work and heal ourselves, we begin to create a cycle without even knowing it because we never addressed what was the actual problem. We never said, you know what, I'm hurting. I'm not really fully ready to date anyone right now because I'm still trying to fill this void of my father and I'm still making an exception and being toler you know, tolerating certain behavior from men just because I want to be loved. And in doing that, I allowed myself to settle. I allowed myself to settle for relationships that I knew I could do better than, but I just simply wanted to be loved. I didn't want to be alone. I had an issue of being abandoned and being alone. And then I realized when I finally began to forgive and I finally began to work through my own trauma and get to the root, I was able to establish my own standards because I no longer had to see myself based on what somebody else did to me. I no longer had to say, well, you know, I, you know, maybe I'm unlovable or maybe I'm hard to love. I didn't have to say that or think that to myself because I began to realize, you know what, what happened and why my dad wasn't there, there was other things that transpired. And it wasn't because I was, you know, anything less than the next person. It's just the way that it happened. 
And in doing this, and, and this is what speaks to the fact that there's always a purpose in the pain, right? And there's always a reason for the season that you go through in your life or the ups and downs that you face. Because in this, in my journey of healing, I was able to write a book, Lessons Taught by Daddy, which explores my journey from abandonment and loneliness to forgiveness and then ultimately self-love. Because forgiveness, believe it or not, is key in self-love. When you forgive other people, you no longer are thinking of yourself through what they've done to you because you're letting it go and saying, you know what, I release what this person did because I know it's not a reflector of me and my person. So I'm going to go ahead and go over to Nina for the station ID, and then I'll check while she's doing the station ID to see if we have any callers. Okay. I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Speak Life Sundays. We're here each and every <clears throat> second and fourth um, Sunday of the month. Check your local times. We're here 6 Central, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, and 4 Pacific. Just check your local time zones so you guys can tune in with us. We have some awesome, awesome, awesome topics that we're talking about each and every week. So make sure you guys Tell your friend, tell we just want to tell one and you guys call in and make sure you get on the call with us. Uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Angelique, back to you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, Nina. And right now, I want to actually go ahead and I want to share because I actually found these seven tips online that I thought were really powerful in regards to forgiveness. And so the first thing, the first, there, these are eight steps to forgiveness. Now, of course, these are just steps towards forgiveness. This is not something, again, that you can just say, I'm going to forgive, I'm going to follow these steps, and everything's going to be okay, and I'm going to be happy. You know, that's not real. That's not logical. That's not going to happen because those feelings aren't just going to go away, right? But in these steps, you'll be able to work towards healing so that you can ultimately break free from the things that are holding you back. So the first step is acknowledge the pain. Acknowledge what has happened. You know, so often, especially when we don't want to really face the, the true, like, hurt behind what has happened to us, we don't even acknowledge it. We just say whatever, you know, especially when we live in this age right now where it's no F given, right? Nobody cares about anything. Everybody's nonchalant. If somebody does something to you, oh, well, it don't matter. You just block them and move on. That's not real. You have to acknowledge the pain and say, you know what, that hurt me. I'm hurting because, you know, acknowledge what has happened. Then begin to think through things, whether you write it down. One of the healthy ways of thinking through things and working through trauma and pain is actually journaling because it's, it's a time when you can kind of just sit with yourself, write down what has happened, write down your feelings, unfiltered. You don't have to worry about, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to step on anyone's toes. No, you say what you want, you journal it, you write it out, and you release it. You get it out because keeping all that bottled in, it's not going to help you release and get rid of all of those that, you know, that bitterness, that, those grudges that you're holding. So you have to release. Then imagine being on the other side. Now, this one is hard because you have to try to imagine being on the other side of the person. Now, this doesn't always work in every situation. Like some things are just completely, you know, 
it, it's really like, oh, I can't, I can't even say like, oh, well, I can see. No, some stuff you just can't even see. Sometimes there's that, that, that line that's crossed and there's no way to really see that perspective from the other side. But if there is, you can imagine being on the other side. And then also beyond imagining being on the other side, think about a time that you had to be forgiven. Think about a time where you may have offended someone, you may have hurt someone that you do deeply care for, but it just so happened that, you know, you made a mistake or, you know, you, you just had a lapse of judgment, whatever the case may be, and you did make a mistake because we do, our flesh is weak, right? And so if you, if you have had to be forgiven before, then you can kind of see it on that side, like, well, I can kind of understand and I can forgive them because I too have been forgiven. Again, this doesn't apply to every situation. And then also remember God, God's forgiveness. That's the, when you remember God's forgiveness and his grace uh, towards you, that helps me because see, the thing is, is that I know there's been times when God blessed me when I really didn't even deserve it, when I really wasn't living, uh, you know, right. And I really wasn't doing the right things, but he still kept me, he still covered me and he still provided opportunity and provision for me. So I have to remember his grace and his mercy and also reflect on our biblical, biblical command. Jesus stressed the importance of forgiving others on many occasions and even included it in the Lord's prayer. Prayer. Forgive us our trust, our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Against us, we have to again, like uh, Jackie said, get in prayer and ask God for the strength. Because see, the thing about it is, is that the flesh is weak. Well, sometimes we cannot do things in our own strength. We have to lean on God and say, you know what? What this person did to me, Lord, I'm I'm, have, I'm struggling to forgive them because I am so angry. I can't even believe that they did this. And even when it comes to ourselves, Lord, I'm so angry at myself because I let this happen. I saw the red flags, but I kept going anyway. I, I, I just wanted, I wanted so badly to believe that it was going to be different. So we have to forgive ourselves and then understand, guess what? I'm praying and I'm asking God, strengthen me, Lord. I'm asking God, I'm leaning on to you, Lord, because I just can't do this in my own, my own strength. I can't do it. So and in doing that, you can begin to let go of the hurt. Again, this is a slow process. The devil is an expert at getting a foothold when, uh, when we have made a choice to forgive, but the wound is sensitive, right? So maybe um, you, you decide to forgive the person and you're trying, but then things just keep coming up and it's just real hard for you to forgive. And see, that's the thing. God, sometimes the devil will continue to allow things to come into your mind. He'll continue to, you, to see certain things so that you can keep having those same angry emotions because he knows that when you're angry and when you are distracted, then you're not able to move forward in your purpose. So we, again, have to let go, and then we have to continue to forgive. Again, back to what I said before, forgiveness is more than just saying a prayer and moving on. It's a serious decision that you make over and over and over again. When you see that person and you decide, oh, you know what, I'm not going to go to the left on them. I'm going to still say, hey, how you doing, and keep it moving. I didn't say I have to be friends with them, but I'm going to keep it cordial and show respect because it's my character. I do it because of my character, not because of them. And then pray for the person that hurts you. This is a tough one. Praying for the person who hurts you. I'm looking at Matthew chapter 5, 
verses, verse 44. Jesus commands us, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. So for me, I think it can be difficult to pray for your enemy, right? So I want to hear from the ladies. Have you ever done this? Have you ever prayed for somebody that hurt you? And how did you get to that point? Jackie? Like I said, how did I get to that point? Oh, Jesus. I just, again, I just had to, you know, set the best example for my children. Um, Because if you hold on to grudges and if you don't forgive, you're going to end up allowing that person to live rent-free in your head. That person still controls. That person is going to take over your life to where, you be stressed, um, could cause health issues, could cause um, mental issues to where now your mental is not stable and to, in order to be stable, in order to not have those health issues and in order to not pass those negative um, vibes and the negatives to your children. You got to do what's best. So I just say just stay prayed up. Yes, it's the hardest thing. Like I said, it was hard for me, um, but I trust God. So, and when I, like I said, I walk by faith and not by sight. So, and I trust God. I know, like I said, again, God forgives us every day. So if he can show us forgiveness every single day and unconditional love, we can show that back to our brothers and sisters and, you know, set that example for our youth for today to, you know, even with our youth, you know, forgiving people. It's hard for them to forgive because there be so much beef and so much negative vibe with our youth today. We got to be leaders for not only our children, but for the children in the community, for people at our jobs. You know, I I have to tell my people at work every day, look, give me 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes to myself. Then I'll come back. Now, okay, let's get started. I'm sorry. I have to apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm okay now. Because it could be that one co-worker that just might just get on your nerves and do the craziest stuff. But if you just forgive them and just move on and be like, okay, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. The weapon may form, but it ain't going to prosper. And who could be against for us if God is, who could be against us if God is for us? So, you know, you just got to keep moving forward keep um you know is keep moving forward just forgive learn how to move um forward and not only moving forward but forgiving and setting that example not only for your child but for you know whoever else's child that looks up to you because you never know you know i'm a true firm believer that you never know who's watching you so you don't know if some little kid is watching you or your biggest fan is watching you and so you just got to set that example for um this generation and be be the example so yeah you just got to forgive and move forward miss nina what about you what was the question again, huh? I'm sorry. No problem. So I'm wondering, you know, that the Bible says to pray for those who have, you know, persecuted or, you know, basically pray for those who have done harm to you. And so I'm wondering 
have you ever had to pray for someone who I, I personally, you know, I actually have not prayed for my enemies. And I'm just wondering if either one of you ladies have ever done that. I mean, I, I do pray and I pray for God to strengthen me, but I, I do not believe I have ever prayed for somebody that has really done something to me. And so I'm just wondering if you ladies have done that. And if so, how did you do it? Because I feel like it would just be extremely hard for me. I have not. Um, I am not going <laughs> to, like I said, <laughs> I I have not uh, honestly prayed for nobody that has ever hurt me. I haven't. And, and, and I understand it. It, you know, it may be, it may be wrong or whatever, but hell, like I just said, it took me a long time to honestly forgive. Let's know I'm praying. But now, you know, now I'm in a better place. I'm in a better head space now. I'm in a better, better part of my life where I actually can pray for them. Uh, and actually, I did like, like my documentary came out in 2019. Um, the guy that actually strangled me to death um, had did a 15-year sentence where he did it straight, um, and he got out in July. I'm sorry, I you. He got out in July the same year that the documentary was released. Um, he tried to contact me on Facebook saying that he was sorry and he, you know, Haiti did this to me and this, this, and this, and this, and this. But I didn't even respond to it because I was reading down there. That's why I'm so glad Facebook put that little disclosure on the bottom where it says if you answer somebody's message and once you do, y'all will be able to contact each other. I'm glad that came up because I started to say something and snap. But I'm like, no, nah, I'm in a better place right now in my life. I'm not even back there anymore. So I was able to, you know, I just like didn't say anything. He kept being persistent, trying to really like get my attention, talk to me. I didn't say anything, but I found out that he had married some lady while he was in jail. So I'm not going to lie to you. I prayed more for her than him. Um, I just prayed that she, you know, be safe um, and that God just just cover, just put a covering over her um, for her life. And uh, I just I just I just did that. Um, but it, 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 it's, like I said, it's easier for me now to actually pray for them because I, when I say them, like everyone has, that's hurt me, it is so much better for me to call right now. I mean, to, I said the callers, I'm looking at the callers. <laughs> it's so much easier for me to forgive right now. But I just want to say, before we get off the phone, before I forget, I just want to say thank you guys so freaking much. Because by us talking about forgiveness today and by me expressing to you guys the way I did earlier, it just helped me release some stuff that I guess I just still needed to release. Um, if it was able to, you know, because that's a touchy subject, domestic violence, especially sexual abuse. Those are two touchy subjects but um yeah i i just want to say thank you ladies so yeah we got a couple of callers on the line guys when we get up out of here but yeah, I just, yeah. thank you guys so Angie, yes, what about you out. um 
yeah, I, I haven't actually prayed for those who have hurt me. However, I have prayed to, you know, have the strength to, you know, one, forgive them, but also to make sure that I'm still operating um, inside my character because I'm someone who I love to, you know, just be compassionate and kind to people. So I do still try to say, you know what, even when somebody hurt me, Lord, I won't allow myself to operate in a spirit of offense. Even when it's my own friends or family members, I say, you know, I'm not going to operate in a spirit of offense because, see, offense only takes you out of character and gets you out of alignment. And so I just refuse to allow that to happen. And so when I do feel that happening, I mean, let's be real. Nobody's, like, all happy all the time and not getting upset with people or having issues where they want to, you know, oh, they did this to me. I, you know, want something to happen to them. But the thing about it is is that when you recognize that you you alone dictate your feelings, I mean, yes, people can do things to you, but it's a choice to say, you know what, I'm not going to allow this person to keep me captive. And even like you did, Nina, you know, when some, when that came, you refused to entertain it, refused to allow yourself to go back to a place. You stayed, and, and that it's not hard. You stayed focus and say, you know what, I'm not going to go back to this situation or I'm not going to allow this person to get me out of character. But I do want to go ahead and go to our callers as we're finishing up here. Um, so I am going to go to our callers. I'm so excited to hear from them tonight. So we are going to go ahead and go over to our first caller on the line, 773-644. You're on the line. State your name and where you are Violence rising so much. Uh, I was, seven seven three six six four. Are you on the line? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, can you state your name uh, and where you're calling you. from? This is uh, Jenny the Arcade calling from Chicago. Justin Blanking and Brittany House. Okay, perfect. I'm sorry. What was your name? Jamie the artist. I feel like the TV player. Oh, Jamie the artist. Hi. Hi. Artist, how are you? Oh, my goodness. This queen is very talented, you all. So if you don't know her, please check her out. Uh, Make sure you look her up. But, Jamie, what can you tell us today in regards to forgiveness? Have you had to overcome any challenges in relation to forgiveness? And did you want to share anything with us in, uh, you know, in regards to that tonight? Yes, I did. I <laughs> I even uh, wrote about it in, in my book on, like, the different techniques that I had to apply because sometimes it's not just, like, a, a one-take thing or, you know, it's not, like, a blanket thing. One thing works for everybody. Everybody has to find, like, where they are and what works for them. I kind of chimed in late because uh, Nina just messaged me, like, call me really quick, please, you know. And so from what I did here, like, somebody mentioned, like, yeah, it's not an easy thing, but you just have to kind of, remind yourself like hey I'm not going to let this this anger that I have for this person just kind of keep me from where I need to be or what I'm trying to grow and and, and evolve into so yeah it's not easy sometimes like I said it's like a bad perm it don't take the first couple times until you just really get to the point where you just like okay I've I've sat with this long enough I, I feel like okay I'm ready to move forward this is I feel like this is holding me back I can't seem to move forward Everybody I come across seems to remind me of this person, and I'm taking it out on them, and that's not fair. And so you just, you know, sometimes just have to really, you know, sit with it and just kind of 
it sometimes, uh, sometimes it takes a little longer than you hope, but you know, nonetheless. But I say I figure slow progress is better than no progress. But uh, yeah, definitely been there a few times. But the more that it happens, the more I, I've come to recognize it, and I'm just like, okay, I know what I need to do. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes before you can forgive anybody else, you have to start with forgiving yourself, which a lot of people tend to skip that step. They try to forgive the other person first, but then it's like you're still mad at them or you're still mad at yourself for even allowing it in the first place. Or even worse, I've had, just not myself, I've heard other people say, like, I can't believe I let it go on for so long. And I just, you know, if I'm there, I just try to remind them, just like, well, you know, there's a lesson in there somewhere, but just thankful, you know, be grateful that you stopped it when you did. It didn't go on forever, you know. You know, you had to sit with it as long as, you know, you had to sit with it. And sometimes we often ignore the red flags and the exit signs to get out because we just feel like, well, you know, I'm just trying to be patient with this person. But it's not all the time just a matter of patience. It's just like this person is just straight up disrespectful and just out to hurt me. So you just kind of got to, you know, be conscious of like where you are, what your intentions are, and what the other person's awareness is and what their intentions is, and just trying to go from there. Because I do believe, like, yeah, you know, forgiveness and then still being around that person. But if this is a person with like malicious intent, then I definitely get away as soon as possible. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, you said a mouthful because you know. I did. I was just like, I hope I'm saying something to help somebody. Yeah, and I know no. everybody tries to like attack it as like a, like a singular thing, but no, there's like a lot of different levels to it. So it's not just always just like, oh, forgive. This is like, no, 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 no. Because initially we often want to get even. That's like almost like an, uh, like a knee jerk reaction. Like, oh, yeah, you want to play this game? Oh, you can play that game. But then you have to just kind of stop and just like, is this taking me out of my character? Is this going to take me to a dark place? that I may not come back from. And so, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot involved. It's not just like, oh, like, no. And I think somebody was saying either, like, it's hard. Like, no, I can't forgive you. I'll be wishing death on you before I'll be like, I forgive you. It takes me a while to get there. But, like, the older I got and the more things that I I went through that involved uh, forgiveness, I just realized, you know, practice makes perfect. You start with, like, the small things. You don't have to always try to jump to, like, something major. Sometimes it takes time. You have to put that, you know, that kind of thing into practice, starting with, like, the small things, you know, like somebody step on your foot or whatever. Most people be, like, upset for, like, the next hour. But I'm just like, you know what, especially if they apologize. Like, I'm not really, like, a super petty person like that. But they're like, okay, it was an accident. Or even if they don't apologize, I just be like, you know what, it's not even worth it. Like, I forgive you. Whether And sometimes you have to get to a point where you have to, like, accept apologies that you won't even get because people are they're not that accountable with themselves or with their actions. They see nothing wrong with it. And then it's just like you have to kind of dig a little deeper and just like, well, some people are raised on love, some are raised on survival. So you got you often get like a mixed bag. Like some people see absolutely nothing wrong with just like doing people dirty or mistreating people. They think that's normal. They think it's okay. Some people get a kick out of it. So it's just like, again, it's really easy to get sucked in and be just like, all right, I'll match you, but then I'll one-up you, you know? So you just got to be careful, just always kind of be conscious and just, you know, prayed up and covered and make sure, like, hey, I don't want to 
you know, keep me covered so I don't end up in this kind of situation to let nobody tie, or just be conscious enough to know, to recognize, like, when you, you know, we often get attacked or we get tested, I would say. I wouldn't say attacked. i say we get tested. We get tested a lot, and a lot of people, like, aren't paying attention. They're just so, like, on defense mode. Or, so it's just like, okay, is this a test? That'd be, like, my thing now. Like, am I being tested? Like, are you tested me? You want to see what I learned, nobody? So I just always just be like, okay, all right. And I just kind of approach it from there. I love that. Yes. And, you know, and that is a way that you have to approach it. I mean, it, like you said, it's a multiple step process. It's not a one and done. Oh, I'm going to forgive. And now everything is just great again. That's just, it doesn't work like that. It is a constant thing. And there's multiple steps involved. And yes, you're going to battle with those moments where you like, man, I can't believe they did this. You angry. But at the same right. time. Right. And I hate that because then like manipulators try to use that. Like you said, you forgive me. Why are you bringing it up again? Because it was such a deep cut. Like, it ain't no, like, simple Band-Aid over this. Like, no, we need stitches, and these stitches got to pull this back together, you know? And so, yeah, manipulators love that. You said you forgive me. Why are you bringing up old stuff? Because I'm still mad, apparently, you know? Your little sorry wasn't enough. Like, I'm still upset about it. And then, I, I like, somebody had um had pointed out to me, like, like, yeah, like, you didn't forgive. I'm just like, what are you talking about? Yes, I did. They was like, no, you didn't. If you did, you wouldn't still be talking about it. And I was just like, ah, okay, touche. You got a point there. So, yeah. Well, I don't necessarily, me personally, I don't think that just because you're talking about a situation means that you haven't forgiven because if, if that situation happened and it caused you pain, the thing is, is we Mm -hmm. have to acknowledge it. We have to say that. Absolutely. Because I think sometimes we think like, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to make other people uncomfortable, so we just say, oh, I forgive them, and then we don't ever want to address it. But, no, I'm forgiving mm-hmm. you, but let's address what happened because, one, I need to know, let you know what has transpired. I need to let you know how I feel, and then we can try moving right. forward to healing. But if we never acknowledge it and we never address it and we just start all of a sudden, oh, I, I'm sorry, okay, cool, and now we just back kick. No, and we have to address what has transpired. And then even if it's something, you know, maybe it's not necessarily a person, maybe it's within ourselves, we still have to address mm-hmm. it and say, man, I'm so upset with myself because, like one example you gave, because I allowed this to go on for so long. And we get upset with ourselves because we think, man, I knew better. I knew I could have, you know. I'm not going to live in the past. I have to keep moving forward. So you did mention your book. Can you go ahead and give us some more information about your book? And did you want to share anything with us tonight? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the book is called 25 to Life, Volume 1, Confessions and Corrections. And in that, I talk about anger, depression, frustration, and faith. So I do touch a little bit, you know, like the steps and methods that I kind of come to realize that kind of help me when it comes down to, like, the forgiving. And then, like you mentioned, the first thing is there has to be acknowledgement of it. You can't deal with something that you don't address, that you, that you don't acknowledge or recognize. And then from there, just like, you know, hey, if it's another person, it's, you have to go to that person. Like, hey, you hurt me when you said this, or you did this to make me feel this way. And you get two type of responses. You get the person that's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Let's try to, I'll try to work on it, et cetera, et cetera. Or you get the other person like, well, that ain't my fault. Those are your feelings. That's on you. You know, the people that just feel like they have no no accountability or no responsibleness in, in what you're dealing with. And, you know, and it, it, it is very frustrating. It makes you hate them a little bit more. Like, how dare you? Like, or you, or worse, you get the person that just denies it altogether. And it, that just sends you into, like, a deeper 
like, oh, my God. And then they try to make it seem like you're crazy, like you're just making stuff up. And it's, <laughs> ooh, yeah, I've been there a few times. I'm just like, am I? And then it just makes you question your own sanity for a little bit. Like, am I crazy? Like, did I make this up? Like, you know, so it just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot. Yes, it's a lot when it comes to <laughs> it, it. It's a whole lot, and like you said, it's steps to it. It's a process to it. It it's a mental. Um, so if your mental is a about forgiveness, your heart to forgive, your heart and your mind to forgive. So it's it's a very hard thing. It's a process. It's um, it's about like I said, growing. Because some people, you know, don't feel like they can apologize or forgive and be able to. And then you know, then they wonder why their life is. You know, sometimes well, it's like. Well, I've hey, also noticed that people just tend to kind of deflect. I guess because once they realize what they're being accused of, they kind of get embarrassed about it, and so then they're just trying to want to take, go into this like, oh, let's just get over it, you know. And it's just like, no, we need to kind of discuss this a bit. Like I got some things to say, and um, I just, yeah, mm-hmm. I just, especially like you know with some of our parents and how they kind of raised us, and you get old enough when you feel like you can confront them about it, like, hey, it's growing up was not okay, and then, like, I've had that happen a couple of times, and it just kind of made me more upset, and that's why I just kind of, you know, came to the, like, sometimes you just have to accept an apology that you won't get, because I'm like, or, did you really forget that, or you just don't want to deal with it, you know? Right, right, and I totally <laughs> what you said. Like, no, I, I totally agree. With what you said, you know, when do you say enough is enough? That's with any situation. Um, mm-hmm. I was always told, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So, you know, forgiveness is a very hard thing. But with your mind and your heart, if both of them come together of uh, forgiving, you know, it's a hard process. But once you forgive, then you feel like that big burden has been released up off your shoulders. Yeah, that's true. Cause you just, yeah, it's almost like somebody's sitting on your chest almost. Because for like a year or so, I kind of uh, just kind of developed anxiety attacks, and I've never had that before. And I always had like people in my ear just trying to push me to go to the hospital. And, you know, I'm just like, I don't want to be on pills. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like I, I don't want to, you know, start that and then be stuck, you know, having to take pills probably for like the rest of my life. I'm just like I want to kind of do this on my own, which kind of forced me inward to kind of do the work and just try to figure out, you know, just basically trial and error, you know, the things that I knew and a little research that I did. And I'm just like I'm, I pride myself on like, you know, learning and to accommodate and overcome those, you know, those anxiety attacks or what have you without medication or having to sit in the hospital for three, four days, you know, while they sedate me. Because, you know, for the first, like, when it first started happening, I literally thought I was dying. And I, I didn't know what was happening. I was by myself. And I just happened to be on the phone with somebody, and they thought I was laughing. But I couldn't breathe. Like, I literally forgot how to breathe. Like, that's how much stress that I was under. And, like, everybody close to me was, like, betraying me, and I'm constantly finding out. I'm just like, seriously? Well, you could have just told me the truth. 
<laughs> that was unnecessary. And then I just felt like, you know, like everybody was against me and I couldn't trust nobody. And I just started, you know, just having the meltdown. And I'm just like, what is happening? And then, you know, somebody explained to me, you have to learn what your triggers are. Learn what to stay away from, who triggers you, you know, what, you know, things not to talk about and just kind of work on that and, just, you know, just focus on breathing because, you know, and it, yeah, it took a while, but I, I, I overcame it. You absolutely right, because I deal with anxiety too. And you do. You got to learn what your triggers are. You got to learn. You know, anxiety can be. It could be something else where you do feel like you can't breathe. Where is the elephant it sitting? It is because I like. I oh. swear, it felt like an adult was like sitting on my chest, and I'm just like, what? Like, I, like in my lungs, they were not like taking air, and I'm like, what is happening to me? And I was like, I said, I was on the phone with somebody, and I was explaining to them what was going on. And then, like, I, like, everything just shut down. Like, my air supply, I couldn't breathe for, like, I think it was, like, two or three minutes. And I'm just standing there just trying to breathe. And they thought I was laughing because, every, you know, everybody knows that I kind of, I joke around a little bit. So everybody always thinks that I'm always, like, in joking mode or whatever. So she thought I was laughing, but I'm just, like, I can't. I'm, like, no, I'm not laughing. I can't. And she was just, like, Jamie, breathe. And I'm just, like, what? Well, I, 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 I forgot how to breathe. And I'm just standing there like it's like everything is just shutting down. I'm like, what the H is happening to me? And then when I finally did take a breath, she was just like, breathe, take another deep breath. She just and then she was and she's like an older woman, so she was really like nervous about what you know. She was just like, you need to go to the hospital. You need to go get checked. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm just gonna lay down and just try to. She was like, and so she started calling on me, checking on me every day, and praying with me and pleading the blood. And I'm just like, and yeah, I felt bad because I'm just like, oh, my God, now I got this older woman just, just kind of worried to death about me. At the time, I was like 25, 26, somewhere up in there. And, it's just, yeah, and then yeah, I you had just everybody around me trying to. Yes, yeah. you just got to find out what triggers you. Um, the best thing to do is never, I came to realize with my anxiety when I feel like I can't breathe is you do got to sit up and get that fresh air, and you do got to learn how to control, you know, your breathing where you won't be hyperventilating. It gets hard, and believe me, it, it. and people just be like, oh, yeah, it's okay, just breathe. No, it's not about just breathing. It's about let me get my mind space together. Let me be able to calm down. Then I'll be able to be okay. But, yeah, I, I deal with anxiety. I totally understand. Um, you got to know what your triggers and how to learn to to breathe and never yeah. you know the and then i also had to learn to how to distract myself because like i was uh staying with somebody at the time and she was like you know when you call into the hotlines what they'll have you do is to like find an, like an object and then they'll have you like hold it in your hand and just like to like you know literally describe it like you know excessively describe it the texture the color the scent or whatever and i'm just like okay so i just started to you know i kind of picked that up as well and just kind of added that to my calming down process to just kind of distract myself once my because like i'm i'm like an overthinker sometimes well a lot of times and i'm an analytical thinker as well which is a bad combination Apparently, especially if you overthink, and so I have to like find something to distract myself. Anything, you know, just so that kind of helped me as well, kind of keep a handle on it. And then I just had to come to grips that unfortunately, like I had to let people go because they were triggers, they were reminders. It's like, well, it's you and me. So right now, I'm choosing me. And that's what you yeah. got to do. You always have to choose you. And in choosing you, sometimes you have to make those tough decisions. Yeah. 
sorry, <laughs> those tough decisions that aren't necessarily. <laughs> she 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 feels me on that one. You have to make those tough decisions that aren't always. Um, but did you want to? Um, I don't know if you wanted to share part of your book or if you had. Something I do. Else. I, I do. I. But with, I'm like since we're talking about anxiety, I don't know how we got. This is supposed to be about forgiveness, but. Anxiety is created from unforgiveness, you know what I'm saying? Because you get like, yeah, ah. exactly. Yeah. So I would just do this poem that is called Anxiety. <laughs> it just seemed perfect. I just slipped open the book like, ah, here we go. Okay. Oh, okay. Me. I thought it was like, oh, okay, here we go. Anxiety. You got me in the chokehold and you won't let go. And the numerous times I've asked, your answer was no. You keep me in submission, ironically, with my permission, because all the times you wanted to leave, I just wouldn't listen. I wanted you around to point out my mistakes and remind me of any pressure that I couldn't take. You grew a lot faster and stronger than I wanted you to, and I've grown angry and afraid because I can no longer control you. You've become such a rebel, and now I want no part of it. I guess, honestly, when I think about it, I pretty much started it. See, I pushed you around and locked you away, and it kept you on a leash, at least until today. But before you proceed with revenge, allow me to explain myself. Remember, I promised that I wouldn't let anyone else, I wouldn't let you be hurt by anyone else. Well, that was my purpose of isolating you. See, I thought it would make you stronger and help your esteem, too. But I admit, there is a problem, and I acknowledge that you're here. The only reason I shut you out was simply out of fear. I didn't know how to respond to you, so I couldn't cater to your needs. And all you do is suffocate me and watch me fall to my knees. But I'm ready to deal with it, so you've got to be willing not to exist. And I need your arms loosened from around my neck and my heart from between your fists. Thank you. Wow, that was absolutely powerful. I love that. And, you know, honestly and truly, I love the part where you said uh, something about, you know, uh, giving permission, basically. They kept you, it keeps you kind of, you didn't say it like this, but it keeps you bound with that, with your permission because you're, you know. Yeah, you keep me in submission, ironically, with my permission. Uh, Yeah. Yes, I love that line. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Ironically, as my permission. And it's crazy because it is, it's like, you know, you, you have to, when you have um, anxiety and you have those things happening, unless you begin to heal and you begin to work through whatever the root, like you said, the trigger or whatever mm-hmm. the root is that is causing that, unless you work through mm-hmm. it and get to the bottom of it, then it's going to keep resurfacing and it's going to keep you in submission and it's going to keep you held hostage. So yeah, that was like a invisible chain. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That was absolutely powerful. And and I can relate to that. And I agree with you that anxiety is a effect of unforgiveness. Because when you walk in unforgiveness, and you have that, you automatically what somebody else did to you, you begin to think other people are like that, too. And you become anxious. Just yeah, like it creates this fear. So like fear is you're almost like the, you know, the second portion of like anxiety as well. You become afraid and you just overthink and you think everything is, and you create this like reality in your mind, like this is how it's going to be, or you, or like what I, I was kind of, I've learned like this learned helplessness, and you just kind of just tend to live your life that way. People be like, what are you talking about? You're like, it's a, 
it's dark out there. It's like, no, it's bright. Just step into the light. Like, what are you talking about? And he's like, what? It's dark. All I see is darkness. They're like, no, it's light over here. Like, come over here. It's okay. And then, think, yeah, like I said, you just feel like, okay, enough is enough. Like, I want to step into the light as well. I want, you know, just, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I am glad you have stepped into the light and you are shining bright, Jamie. That was a powerful piece. Tell the people where they can get your book and what the name of your book is again. It is called 25 to Life, Volume 1, Confessions and Corrections. I have, a, like, nine hard copies left. If they want an autograph, like, hard copy, I can mail it to you. They can just inbox me, there, uh, and we'll just kind of go from there. And it's also on Amazon, uh, 25 to Life by Jamie Ballard. It's a blue book. There's, like, a, quite a few Jamie Ballards, and then there's uh, quite a few people with the same title. So... Just make sure you're clicking on my book and not theirs. If there's like a a page where I can share the link that people can kind of go click to straight away, that you know, if that's easier, I can do that as well. I don't know. Well, we we don't have a page, but if um you send it to me, I definitely share it on my page and you know, let the people know to copy your book because it sounds amazing and it sounds like it's going to bring clear I have got, yeah, yeah, there's a poem about it and then, like, I translate each poem in, like, the form of a prayer and then I provide, like, scripture to kind of back up what I'm saying so people don't think I'm just making things up. And then I leave some room for, like, reflection and journaling as well. And at the end of each chapter, I kind of add, like, in, uh, in a summing up, if you will, like, the elaboration. They're never more than, like, three or four pages because I cut straight to the point. I'm like, we've been dragged along and strung along long enough. Like, people need answers. So I kind of just give them, like, hey, here's where you are. Here are a few things that you can try to kind of help you in your situation because, like I said, like, one thing doesn't always work for everybody. Some people need, like, different things to try out or a combination of those. So I just kind of offer up those suggestions and, and things like that. And just to kind of help people get started on their journey of, like, letting go of their anger, their depression, their frustration, and even kind of helping people with their faith. Because I struggled with that for a while as well. And, like, the people that I went to, like, the leaders or whatever, they kept giving me these cliche responses. And it's frustrating and it makes you want to quit until I just kind of had to take a step back and, you know, do the research for myself and, you know, experience and just to realize that, oh, I was getting answers all along. I just didn't see it because I was expecting it to come one way, but it was coming another way. You know, the whole thing, God works in mysterious ways. Everybody always thinks you got to look to the sky for it to drop down. Like, no, sometimes, you know, it's lower level. You got to, you know what I'm saying? Just keep your eyes and ears open. You'll get the answer that you're looking for. I love that. I love how you took poetry and then you uh, broke it also down into a prayer. That just book just sounds like it is going to bring, like I said, a lot of clarity and just healing because it, it, prayer is key. I mean, when you pray and you speak to God about things, you will feel that weight lifting off of you, literally. When they say that he gives you peace that surpasses all understanding, it's true. When you rest in him and you take it to him, he will give you that peace and he will, you know, give you that feeling where you no longer feel like you have to get back at someone or you no longer have to feel anxious even because he just gives you this just peace that you can't even explain. So I'm going to go ahead and see if Jackie and Nina have any closing remarks for you, and then we'll head to the next caller. Okay. 
Uh, I just want to say that uh, um, the poem and, 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 you know, what you were saying about forgiveness, I totally agree uh, with you. Um, man, like I was explaining to them, it's, it, it's, it was hard for me, Jamie. I got to be honest. It was hard for me to forgive. Uh, it really was and as far as like, you know, Angelique was asking the question, like, have you ever prayed for the person that hurt you? And I was like, no. Um, I pray for whoever comes in contact with them to be okay. But I've never prayed actually for them. I really never have. Um, but one one thing, because I, 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 I've never experience like anxiety like i'm I, I don't like you know have anxiety or suffer from anxiety or anything like that but i was a, I, I was helping a young lady in domestic violence um at the beginning of this month <clears throat> and to see it unfold like somebody actually having a mental breakdown unfold right in front of my eyes it was like wow um it it was it was hmm. it was it was it was really it was hurtful and I was like oh God what do I do so I just thought quick on my feet to calm this young lady down uh, and to get her you know like you like you guys were saying about her mindset to get her mindset better <clears throat> than what it was. And then we were able to, you know, uh, get us some help. But it it, 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 it's something else because you, you forgiving somebody, it takes a lot. It really takes a lot because while you forgiving that person for what they done for you, God is actually working to forgive your heart for what you have done for yourself. That's a poetry piece, right, disguise. <laughs> but uh yeah but that that's that's you know that that's just how that works but um yeah great piece jamie love you thanks for calling in babe appreciate it mm -hmm. what you thank got, you so much thank you so much jamie for coming and dropping those gems and also Thank you so much for sharing your book with us. You all make sure that you support Jamie. Go buy her book. Support this beautiful queen. And thank you again for coming on to Speak Life Sunday. So we do have no another caller on the line. But before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and let um, Nina do the station ID, and then we'll finish up with our last caller um, and close out the show. Thank you all so much for tuning in tonight. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to Speak Life Sundays. We are here each and every second and fourth Sunday of the month. Make sure you guys tune in with us. We're here 6 Central, 7 Eastern, 5 Pacific, and 4, 5 Mountain and 4 Pacific. I'm going to say that again. We're here 6 Central, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, and 4 Pacific. Make sure you guys check your local time zone so you guys can catch up with us and Make sure you be on the line, man. We talk about some good hot topics. I'm talking about good hot topics. So, yeah. So, turn it over to you, Angelique. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Nina. And um, you all, thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life Sundays. We're here every first and third 
Sunday. And um, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next caller. So caller um, 847-641, you're on the line. Where are you calling from? And can you state your name? Lost the poet in the field. Okay, Boss the Poet in the building. Thank you so much for joining the conversation tonight. And can you go ahead and just give us what your thoughts on the topic, forgiveness? Have you had to forgive, or what are your thoughts on forgiveness? Uh, forgiveness is uh, basically just forgiving a person that I've done wrong to you, like forgiving them from your soul, uh, cleansing yourself when you forgive them, and also just uh, making sure your mind is clear when you forgive them. So you have to forgive. First, you got to forgive them, but also forgive them for what they've done to you or vice versa. So forgiveness to me is about uh, really taking you know, taking your mind off for things and just forgive them for the things they have done. Yeah, absolutely. And in in your experience, what what was like when you have to forgive someone, what's your first step or how do you do it? Like, you know, sometimes you can be so angry and you can be so hurt. What would be a tip that you have for someone if they're trying to forgive? Um, just basically like, uh, just cleanse your mind before you forgive and also clean your hands because you got to clean your hands because maybe, you know what I'm saying? If, if you, if they done something wrong to you, then you best believe they still on your hands and you don't want them to be, uh, you want to, you want to clear the smoke, like clear everything, make sure everything is clean on you before you move forward, before you even pray about it and before you forgive them. Mm. Oh, wow. Absolutely. That's powerful right there. You know, you have to make sure everything is right with yourself before you can move on towards, you know, the next person, working on what's going on on their side. You have to work on what's going on with you first. So I love that. And I'm wondering, did you want to share a piece with us tonight? Um. Yes, before I do that, um, I'm riding, doing Uber at the time, and uh, my passengers want to say hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. Not everyone. Hello. Hi. What are your names, and where are you from? Carlos and Veronica. I'm from Puerto Rico, and he is from Panama. Nice. Okay, I love that. And... What what are your thoughts? You know, we want to hear from you as well. So what are your thoughts on forgiveness and the challenges it may bring? I think, I think Boss here really hit a a key a key aspect of it. It's, um, you really want to make sure you um, are at peace with yourself before moving on to um, do anything with absolutely anyone else. It's, it's, a, it's a two-way process here. So I think it was a that was a key aspect of it all that he said before. Yes, I uh, totally agree. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say I completely agree with what Carlos said here. 
Yeah, I'm in agreement with you all. You have to be at peace with yourself before you can start doing, you know, get at peace with the situation, get at peace with yourself, and then begin to do the healing portion and begin to move forward in forgiveness. So that is amazing. I am going to go ahead and give you back the mic so you can share your work with us. All right, cool. Um, well, I'm Boss Support, a.k.a. Annoying One. So this is what I do for the community, and I help the community and stuff like that. So um, I just drop a hot piece. Um, some of you guys have probably have heard it, but every day I pray. I pray for change in myself and peace within. I pray that God will show me the light of a new world, that light, that great Jesus. Every day I pray. Sometimes in life people see a walk and try to throw net to be your way every day. Man, I pray for understanding, peace, joy, and a new season. This great walk of life is not easy. Every day I pray. I pray every day for my own character. I pray that there's no gap between my practices and my principles, that I never use my talent for self-gain, that I honor my ancestors, that I set a good example for those coming behind me. There is absolutely no way I can change my community without first changing myself. It starts within. When you are focused on the best, God will make your light bright. It takes a real man like me as anointed one to walk away from different situations. Every day I pray. God said trouble don't last always. Every day I pray. Every day I pray. Every day we shall pray. We shall pray in season, out of season. Every day I pray, anointed one. that was fire. I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Nina so that she can give you some feedback, and then I will come back in. Man, that poem was, first of all, brother, thank you for calling in. I'm sorry for reaching out to you so late, but thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, You and Jamie, thank y'all. That piece was powerful. Like, that was one of the questions that she asked, like, um, have you prayed for the person that hurt you? You know, you, we can forgive, but have you prayed for that person? And my answer was no, I have not prayed for the person that hurt me, but I prayed for, like I said, the person, people that's with them now, like more praying for them as opposed to praying for the person that hurt you. And like you say, I mean, Sometimes you just got to pray. You just got to get down on the knees or wherever you are, and you just got to pray. And you just got to not pray a selfish prayer, but you just got to pray that prayer. You know what I mean? That that you just got to talk to God sometimes. Just talk to him like I'm talking to you, you know, and, and, and we don't do that. And then sometimes you just got to, man, you just like. It took me a while all my life to forgive somebody, but, you know, I, you know, stayed in church heavy and, you know, I pray heavy and, you know, stuff like that. So I was always, you know, in church and stuff. But the, actually, when I heard someone say, you know, that God, you know, is, is right by God for you to forgive somebody because God forgives you. And once I heard that and somebody like literally broke it down to me. And, you know, was telling me where I could find it in the Bible and stuff like that. And I'm not going to lie. That's when I literally uh, was able to forgive, start forgiving people. 
honestly, that's 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 what really made me start, you know, forgiving people. Uh, so I just love your peace. God bless you. I love you. And man, that was hot. And tell your passengers, yes, hey, we have some international callers. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, great. So actually, I just dropped them off. I'm gonna go to the next rider. Nice. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for also tune in and chime in. But in regards to your peace, oh my goodness, that is so powerful. And just like Nina said, prayer is powerful. When you bring things to God, he will move for you like no man can. And so it is something that happens. There's a shift that takes place when we bring it to God and we bend down and we pray and we say, you know what, Lord, this is what's happening around me. This is what is happening to me. And I need you to help me. I need you to guide me. And prayer is direct communication with God. That is how we are able to hear from him. That's also how we are able to grow in a way that is going to keep us in alignment for our life. So I love that you were able to share such a powerful piece and also reminding the people that if you are struggling with forgiveness, if you are harboring ill, you know, emotions towards anyone, get on your knees and pray about it and seek God and say, I need help. I need to get over this so that I can move forward so that I am not staying in this position because there's something greater. There's something that God has called you to that is beyond where you are right now. And so I am so thankful that you were able to join the conversation. I appreciate you not only coming in and adding to the conversation tonight, but also for all the positive things that you're doing in the community. If you all don't know of him, he is always giving back. He is always just really trying to, you know, make the community flourish and look beyond him Self. You know, we have in this world, everyone often thinks of themselves, and he tries to be so selfless and really cares for people. And I think that that is so powerful. And even in your piece, when you said, you know, how can I change my community without first changing myself? And that's the same thing with forgiveness. How can I forgive others without first forgiving myself? So thank you again so much. Um, for joining us, the anointed one. You truly are anointed and gifted with the pen, and I appreciate you hopping on. Um, thank you, Nina, for reaching out so that he could share that amazing piece with us tonight. So we are going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Again, you're tuning in to Speak Life Sundays. We are here every first and third Sunday. So I'm going to go ahead and move it over to Nina for her closing remarks, and then I will close out. Um, I just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in uh, to the show tonight. Man, we have so, and I'm so sorry. I've been saying second and fourth all night, first and third. <laughs> oh, forgive me, Jesus. If every first and third is Man, but I just want to say, guys, thank you. We have some hot topics that we talk about on all our shows. So if you guys can ever tune in, I'm going to make sure I send you guys reminders like the day before or something or earlier in the day so you guys can make sure you be on the line with us if you guys aren't doing anything. It's from 6 to 7. Please tune in with us. And remember, you know, forgive, man. Forgive. Prayer works. All that, all that, all that. Uh, turning over to you, Angelique. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you, Nina. And again, thank you all so much for rocking with us on this beautiful Sunday. We appreciate you for tuning in, and we hope that this bless you. We hope that this will help you move forward. And if you have been struggling with forgiveness, or if you have been struggling with holding grudges and letting go, because trust me, I know it is hard. I'm someone that I used to hold on to things a lot because I felt like, you know what, if I let it go, then I'm somehow saying that what they did was okay. But I had to recognize that Forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation. Forgiveness doesn't mean that I trust that person again, but forgiveness simply means that I am releasing what they did from me, I'm moving forward, and I'm recognizing that people's actions or inactions do not determine my value. You are chosen by God. He has big plans for you all, and I hope that you do not miss a move from God because your heart posture isn't right. Choose forgiveness even when it's hard because you deserve it. So again, this is Angelique with Speak Life Sundays. You've tuned in with me, Jackie, and Nina. And we are so thankful that you did. I hope you all have a prosperous, wonderful week. I hope that doors open for you. I hope blessings and miracles come to your doorstep. And thank you all so much again for tuning in. Bye-bye. God bless. Good night. I don't know what the hell I wasn't able to do it. Yes, in the car, but I wasn't able to do it. Thank you. Man, that shit. Well, this is all you got. Here, keep it. Huh? If this is all you got, keep it, because you know you're going to want it in the morning. Yeah, but something is no more important than others. Yeah, I can drink another beer the other day. <laughs> you should keep gas in the car, at least a little bit. There's something in there now because I saw them motherfuckers from downstairs that I keep telling you not to come, but let in my car. Yeah. Yeah.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.